Hey, it's Shane here. Throughout the majority of my career, I spent thousands of hours on my technique to try to be as close to perfect as I could be. But the one thing I didn't work on was my mental skills. On the exact mindset I needed every ball to be able to access all of my technical skills that I worked so hard to develop. Well, I've recently released my book, Winning the Inner Battle, which has all of the information that you will ever need to deeply understand how you can create the correct mindset for you so that you can bring the best version of yourself every time you step out into the middle. Go to shamewatson.au to purchase a copy of Winning the Inner Battle now. It is available in paperback, ebook, or audiobook versions. Well, it's now time for your episode of Lessons Learned with the Greats. Enjoy. Uh, I feel people should go outside, talk to humans, connect with humans, you know, have good food, have good time outside, it's nice world outside, than sitting in the room and, you know, just sw- uh, swiping this side and it's not going to help them at all. You might get informative, you might get, the, uh, you might get, um, you know, upgrade yourself as a person, you might know a lot of things which other people don't know, but at the end of the day, you're missing out on finer aspects of life, that is time. Hello everyone and welcome to Lessons Learned with the Greats. I'm Shane Watson and today we're joined by one of my great competitors for a big part of my <laughs> career and now a very special teammate at the Chennai Super Kings. This guy honestly is one of the most beautiful batsmen to watch in full flight. He has achieved so many great things on the cricket field for the Indian team as well as some incredibly special things for our beloved CSK. Really VJ, thank you so much for being on my show. Only my pleasure, Wado. <laughs> In VJ's 61 test matches that he has played so far, yes. he has scored nearly 4,000 test runs with 12 test centuries. With three of these that I remember like they were yesterday. <laughs> Being against the Aussies, 2010 uh, in Bangalore, 2013 in Hyderabad, and at the Gabba in 2015. Yes, so. <laughs> VJ played 17 one-day internationals for India, as well as nine T20 internationals. And some have, of his other very special, memorable innings came during his 106 games of the IPL so far, which were predominantly for CSK. And in these 106 games, he's scored over 2,600 runs with two centuries. VJ made his debut for India in the fourth test against us, the Aussies, in Nagpur. <laughs> after you. my yeah, yeah, after my altercation with yeah. my little mate yeah. Gautam Gambier which meant that he was suspended for one test match. and Unlucky. Mate, I was lucky. Yeah, VJ made his debut. Yeah. <laughs> Happy days. Happy days. <laughs> um, VJ is a brilliant player of fast bowling, and then to see him play playing against spin, especially in turning conditions, is really a sight to be seen. So effortless and, and elegant. Okay, before we go any further, there is one highlight that really stands out for me above – all the other very special things you achieved on the field so far. And yes, your 167 against the Aussies in Hyderabad was an amazing innings. But the one that really stands out for me was your 127 or 56 balls, including a mind-blowing 11 sixes <laughs> against Absolutely me well. in the Rajasthan Royals in 2010. I played you in Test cricket before that and knew you were an incredibly you know, talented batsman. But wow, that was seriously like that was something to behold that was phenomenal batting what do you remember about that innings um pretty much everything <laughs> so yeah i was um, um 
not playing that great in the initial part of the tournament and came in now uh, and the team required something special out of the local boys mm-hmm. like the indian flavor so i was up there but uh, i couldn't get my self going so um, prior to rajasthan royals game we played twice in that um, uh, in that season if i'm not wrong like one back to back games and mm-hmm. the second game was in chennai so i was uh, pumped up to go, go inside and uh, have a knock and it, everything came out you know um, pretty much my way and you know you and the other end so it was nice to come uh, <laughs> always compete with you it was fantastic and uh, it was a, gr- a great knock for me actually good special uh, mm-hmm. feel yeah absolutely i remember even like going back to the hotel um that night um because we were staying at the same hotel and just like it was like really vj has properly <laughs> arrived like it's just <laughs> from um yeah that that was something I'll tell you a story about that innings now suddenly it's coming to my it's passing my brains mm. so i was practicing prior to that match in chipok and uh, ms you know has been hitting the ball out of the park uh, mm. quite consistently at the time so mm. i was having somebody next to me and i told him i want it one out of the park right we were talking about um, mind games and um, mental thing in this store yeah so i was just staying my friend with uh, absolute clarity i want to hit one out of the park yeah right and it happened in the game like if you remember shonte was bowling um, <laughs> rapid and um, <laughs> one came to my my zone and i just timed it well and it went out of the park yeah so i felt more than 100 that moment was very <laughs> special because i could recreate it yeah somehow and yeah. i felt um, special Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful when the things that you that you work on and, and desire and you get into your mind then you can you recreate that actually. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's that, that that is why I play cricket for yeah. those moments because yeah. it stays longer. Yeah. And it teaches you at different aspects of life. Yeah, 100% mate. Um VJ, you've had so many awesome highlights throughout your career so far. Is there one that really stands out to you the most? Um oh, what a lot of memories, man. So mm. I think that uh, Lord's test win and uh, the win against Australian uh, team in uh, 2018 series mm. was special. Mm. Uh, it was uh, absolute uh, magical moments I can say in cricket mm. field uh, because in Lord's was very special because it was planned. Basically we went inside the field and we could just feel the energy that it's going our way and everybody stood in the spot everything was like planned like as a movie written. Mm. So it was nice scripted one. Yeah. And um, winning against Aussie is always big. Yeah. you guys are champions and uh, <laughs> playing against you all you get you can you can learn a lot of things as a cricketer mm. and uh, the competitiveness and you know it is a it is a memorable thing to go out there in australia and win a series in australia was special yeah do you know the beautiful thing that you just mentioned there is the the things that stand out to you the most and the highlights in your um in your career so far attain attain things and it's a, that's a beautiful thing about um about playing a team sport is that those are the memories that really do stick with you the most more so of course you know the special things that you play yeah. uh yeah etched in your memory because you work so hard but it is the team triumphs definitely, that really yeah. stand out the most isn't it definitely and yeah. now make friendship uh, on and off the field and uh, become close with teammates mm. and as well opponents have a beer or so and mm. chill with them and you know different cultures so it was been fantastic so far and hopefully continue for longer time. Plenty more to go, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to get into some, into the lessons that you've learnt um, around the technical side of batting um, and you certainly have, have, ma- have mastered that. So from a batting perspective, was there one specific technical component that really stands out to you that you developed and from that moment on you knew if you bought that every time you went out to bat, you had a great chance of having a, a very good day. So yeah, I've tried a lot of things when I started my cricket. I tried a lot of uh, technical aspects of the game. 
um like uh, initial moments and back and across and stuff like that but uh, what i understood at international level was it's keeping yourself calm so every time i went into bat i take prior to the ball being bowled to me mm. i take time off have my breath going keep myself calm control my breath basically and when i get get onto the stance i should feel comfortable so once i'm comfortable i was like able to you know um see the ball or gauge the length better so that was one thing i was doing consistently till i get into the rhythm mm. and once i'm in the rhythm i just go with the flow yeah so that's basically 15 20 minutes of batting you know as a opener yeah. you got to be like on your feet on your you got to be sharp and you mm. got to be but at the same time you got to be calm as well yeah so it's difficult it is it's a <laughs> it's a balance you try to find is it especially yeah. as an opener um, yeah. you know coming out of any stage you got the fastest bowlers in the world with a brand new ball you know yeah. trying to take you down um to be able to be calm but also be incredibly like alive and like aggressive yeah. with you like so you're moving really fast but when you talk about the like being comfortable like what is there a routine for you to sort of um get into that like you obviously you said about like in between balls just focusing on your breath so you're just staying like totally present and calm but was there like a technical routine that you sort of had to try and feel as comfortable as you can because yeah you know, people who are listening to this they might go oh great I I want to feel comfortable but how, how how do you actually get to that so basically yeah uh, I I take the first ball every time mm-hmm. I go into bat so I try to you know ease out I have my I formed a routine over a period of time mm-hmm. I, I I'm never a routine person but mm-hmm. I naturally came to me mm-hmm. because I wanted to do it that way basically allow it to happen to me than me searching for it mm-hmm. because when I tried to search it was never happening and I wasn't comfortable at all because if I miss that I'm getting into a wrong position or a, you know I'm not in the game so mm-hmm. what um, invariably happened to me I started learning at early stage of my cricket yeah. so when I played test cricket I was set so I was calm and I was collected I know uh, as an opener I got to be from ball one I got to be there because in international there's you can't have um you know minimum chance of taking risk or a mistake like it's in the hands all the time or you you're going back to the pavilion clapping for the whole day it's, it's the worst feeling ever <laughs> so i want to give a good start basically i i, I generate energy before coming into bat and when, once i'm in the field i just take this deep breaths and calm my nerves and then the first ball or whatever whatever is going to happen is going to happen absolutely the way i want it to happen you know i'm in control of my own actions mm. rather than the bowler thinking about who's going to bowl how is he going to swing where is it going to go so i just cut all these things and just react try to react to the ball which is going to bowl first ball from there i take it on yeah yep so but what you're saying there it really seems like you are more even though you said you worked through different aspects of your technique throughout your career when it all boils boils down it came to your your mental approach and how important that was to be out a new routine around as the ball you know as the ball is running in which is to be totally clear with your thoughts was as the ball is running in what were the what are the thoughts that are going through your mind again is it more just um trying to keep your mind um calm and clear or is it like a like for me there's a few more like technical sort of sequences as the ball is running in no for me actually it didn't work that way i said um the thoughts never came to me while the, while i'm pacing shane watson or you know mm. sean tate or brett lee mm. because i was so much into the game and i wanted to do well mm. so the rush was always there and i was so pumped up the problem was when i when i crossed his 30s and 40s i used to get out mm-hmm. somehow in the initial 10 matches of my um career mm. so i got to find a way to cross that so i started focusing much more much less after 30s and 40s like you know i started to calm myself more So I love that to happen maybe uh end of the day I've learned it's decision making 
you mm-hmm. got to have uh, clarity of thought to make those decisions so you got to be you know switch on they say and switch down yeah. so you know so those those are the practices which i followed and it worked uh, for me for a while again i wanted to change i'm a person i wanted to try different aspects of it mm-hmm. so i tried it all literally yeah yeah what you said there is was so important is like the skill and it's a skill of being able to switch on and switch off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing that I didn't do that well, especially during my test career, is yeah. switching on and switching off to be able to conserve your mental energy so you've got it all ready to go when you do switch on to be able to react to the best of your ability. Exactly, same thing. Yeah. Um, you um, you are an incredible player of spin. Um, and I know like from my perspective, learning how to play spin as a, as a young kid is very different compared to what it is you know, for you growing up because you know, in Australia the wickets don't really turn any any. Um, you know, conditions growing up, the balls don't turn. But you are an incredible player of spin, and especially when the ball's turning. Was there what one or two technical aspects that got ingrained from you or from your coaches as a sort of teenage kid growing up to be able to have so many shot options against spin bowling? So basically, when I started playing, what I had, um, I had to play this club level cricket where there's going to be match um, matches where it's going to be ranked turners <laughs> and. Um, I did not succeed that much, but I used to learn from other people getting uh, those runs. Mm. So I used to say, how, is, how are they able to do that in that weekend? Mm. So then I started applying it in my practices, like, you know, the approach and how to sweep the ball, how to, you know, it is, it is a constant practice, like, you know. Mm. And then once I felt confident about my defense, then I, I, I'm having shots to play. Yeah. So, so that's the whole logic of me. Because I'm very good at uh, seeing the ball in flight, but I'm not able to control my aggression. Okay. So, so I got to go the other way around. I had the shots, but I, I didn't have the confidence in defense. Okay. So I got to work a lot of, um, you know, mind games in that. Mm. Uh, like seeing um, flat left-hand spinners bowling, see the see the harm. Uh, if it's going to come straight up, then there's going to be a bounce. If it's going to come huh. a little bit slightly, so it's not going to turn that much, it's going to come in. Mm. So these are the aspects you can learn as a cricketer when you play in India because you got to, you got to play in turners. There's no other option mm. for you. Mm. It's similar to uh, Australians. Like you guys play fast bowling really well and yeah. we come to Australia, we, we tend to, you know, tell ourselves you know, mentally at least we are good to play fast bowlers mm. rather than coming and you know, saying okay fine there's going to be quick bowlers bowling at me then I'm good to face them like I'm really ready so yeah. that's the same thing goes with the spinner as well so you got to have the aggressive mindset but again at the same time you know you should know how to defend yeah so once you're confident with the defense I think uh, rest is taken care yeah something you said there is intrigues me big time and you probably don't realize how <laughs> how powerful that is but what you said there around like a left arm spinner if they bowl more over the top so yeah. you know a lot more sort of whether it's past perpendicular or yeah. whether it's like um, straight up and down they're, the, they're going to get more overspin than anything right but Definitely someone who is. bowls a bit more round arm is more chance of the ball sort of sliding in yeah. you know because and that's something that honestly I you sort of I, I suppose I instinctively try to adjust but it's ne- it was never something that was taught to me as a ki- as a kid growing up yeah. about the different arm paths, you know, for for a spinner as a starting point, and that for that's that's incredibly powerful. And what you said there, you don't re- you don't realize she because that's just of- what you you know, grew up and that's what people talked about. But yeah, for me, that's but- something that people don't you know, yeah never talk to me about growing up. So for me, it was a uh, I'm a basically a shy person. I cannot go and ask people like you know how to do that. Mm. So so my advantage is to watch and learn mm. because it's easier and. Uh, it- Obviously, you got to perform uh, consistently to go higher the higher the ranks. Mm. So you got to find a way, basically. And uh, what I did was I pr- I put in the practice, even though I didn't get runs in the match. 
So I used to go and practice and see how it works. So I got confidence and slowly I, got, I started performing in turners. So then, you know, it is a different now, a ball game altogether. Mm. So, and you, you talk about how um, integral your defence was to be, able to, um, yeah. to be able to know and have that confidence that you could play spin. But when it comes to the attacking shots, like two, two shots that really stand out for me were when you playing against you were the sweep shot because if to a spin bowl, if you can play a high quality sweep shot um, and then you can use your feet yeah. like, like you do as well, yeah. then all of a sudden this, the bowler is under, or is under so much pressure yeah. because they can't just keep bowling the exact same ball yeah. because they know you've got two really strong scoring options. Yeah. And that's something that really stood out to me. You did it, I'd say, better than – it was more obvious to me compared to all the other guys that I played against for India, for example, was yeah. your sweep shot when – to be able to put the bowler under pressure, but then also your ability to be able to use your feet when you saw the ball flight it up. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Uh, I, I couldn't do all these things. Mm. So I got to put it in practice, like no sweep and uh, try different angles to sweep because mm. international one mistake and you're out. Mm. Like, you know, you're gone. There's going to be somebody or that's going to take the catch. It's not mm. going to be a drop or nothing like that. Yeah. So basically I was a little unlucky that way. Mm. Uh, whenever I hit... Um, False shot or something. It goes straight in the hands. Yeah. So I got to be precise with my attacking game. Mm. But for that to do, I got to have my defense. Mm. So that's what I've learned through playing spin bowling. Like you got to have solid defense or you know how to use the second line of defense. That's your pad. Yeah. So you, you, should, you should be aware of all these things as a yeah. kid going from Chennai, growing from Chennai. So it's the basics where you got to you know save your wicket basically to mm. attack. Okay, so when it comes to defence, because obviously it is an, inc- especially when the ball's turning, it's an incredibly difficult skill. <laughs> yeah, I'd say is defence. Um, what were the couple of things that you were really focused on when you're when you're developing your defensive technique in regards to um, whether it's using your feet or whether it's um, you know playing back or how high or low your hands hands are and that sort of thing because all those things are so important to be able to especially when the ball's turning is not allow the close in fielders um, yeah. in the game um, if you get an inside edge or something like that but also um, you know whether it's the slip or or leg slip which happens when there's turning conditions as well so yeah what were the things that so you that's really the trick worked on it, it will happen definitely however good you are yeah. there are a few innings you're going to get out that way mm. but the the trick of it is to forget that yeah and uh, trust your defense like you know put the bat in front of your pad yeah. confidently yeah and try to control it or maneuver it yeah, okay. So that's a, that's a key thing which I learned because you're going to get out somehow because mm. there's going to bowlers who are going to bowl is going to get you out some point of time. Mm. And uh, either you make a mistake or he bowls a good ball. Yeah. But the the trick is to forget that and go to the next innings with absolute, you know, backing your ability and putting the bat in front and maneuvering the ball. Yeah. So once you get that feel of it, then I think you're one up on the ball. Absolutely. In not turning wicket. Yeah, absolutely. So using your losing your bat to really using get your bat, your bat yeah. out, yeah, to yeah. be able to sort of cover the spin. Okay, another question I've got is around something that I found really fascinating when we uh, talked to Raul Dravid um, on on this podcast, Lessons Over the Greats, um, and he talked about a skill that he really developed was, um, and he found very powerful was hitting the ball against a spin. Yeah, like growing up in Australia, it's all or you're always taught you only hit with the spin, right? <laughs> Even though it doesn't turn much. Yeah. But that's what we're always ingrained into us is you you're, you don't play against a spin. Okay. How did – was your, you growing up a similar f- philosophy to roll that you absolutely play against a spin because there's more scoring options and you're putting more pressure on the bowler? 100%. That's, the, that's, that's where the open areas are. 
and you got to you got to try to find ways to get runs mm. than uh, blocking the ball mm. because at some point you're going to get a good ball <laughs> so if you if you find ways to you know score runs in those gaps some point the bowler might adjust his length or his line so mm. which is your advantage which goes for your advantage so mm. so yeah that, that's the way we have been taught like you know get you want to get runs you got to play you know play the angles where the open areas are so try to you know maneuver in the crease mm. uh, get into the positions where you know you make the bowler feel that he's bowling a bad delivery mm. in that wicket because yeah. bowlers under more pump than uh, batsmen yeah and a turn off mm. so, absolutely yeah. well that's the thing it's and that's a great philosophy there what you said yeah. is when the ball's turning the actual bowlers under more pressure yeah. to be able to bowl like yeah. to because they should they expect to get wickets because the especially captain the spinners. every bowler yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. if you actually turn turn the tides um, yeah, Make it on, difficult for him. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's fascinating, and that's some skill that, as you said, like if if you're focused on being able to hit the ball against the spin, then and you practice that, you're just gonna you have to get your body in different positions. Yes, to be able to maneuver the ball into that, you know, in, into the up, you know, the open spaces. Yeah. So um, it's obviously got to be really well practiced. But yeah, like you got um, to have the uh, gut feeling to do that as well. Yeah. They're gonna go back it, mm. like Dan uh, thinking about getting out. Yeah. So we can actually put pressure on the bowler. Mm. So that's the that's the whole idea. When I see you bat, like you know, you can hit the ball out of the ground, mm. but why different? Mm. Like that's my if I'm standing in short leg for you, mm. like I would say, why is Shane Watson not hitting the ball for six? Yeah. yeah. But what's happening inside your mind is the other way around, right? Mm. You want to play it proper. You yeah. want to get through the session. Maybe something else. Yeah. So yeah, it works differently. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> From a fitness perspective, you've always been like very fit and a, and a great athlete. To see the way you. Um, to see the way you move in the field as well. So, from a uh, so, what has your fitness regime looked like through throughout your career? So, what I'm a strong believer in uh, uh, running, mm-hmm. uh, ground exercises. Basically, uh, you got to have uh, uh, because as a as a as a cricketer, you you tend to stand in the field for longer than uh, you tend to spin with your uh, specifics. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a batsman or a bowler, still you got to feel, mm-hmm. right? So, I I always felt you got to have a good uh, cardio capacity. To stay longer in the field, and you got to have a good um, sense of understanding because it's it's more of mind than uh, body. Mm-hmm. So I feel I always run along. I I take a long run like Nara. So, all right, okay, long distance running, long distance yeah, running, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. So that's always been something you've done since you sort of mid to late teens. You've just found that to to be able to get that endurance, Drop. yeah, to get that endurance yeah. um, under your belt and yeah. keep and keep that up has been really important. Yeah, yeah, that maybe that helped me play test cricket. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. what you said there, it's not just the it's not just the physical um, increasing your cardiovascular um, fitness, but it's by doing that and go for long runs. Yeah, it, yeah it's the, it's a challenging the mind to be able to push through absolutely. that to know that when you've been in the field for a long period of time. So you bat you bat second in a test match. You've been in the field for <laughs> a day and a half. One sixty overs of fielding in test yeah, cricket. Exactly. And then and go back going over the batting. And end of day, play ten minutes. Yeah. You know, these are the these are situations I used to imagine when I'm running. Mm. Like, what am I going to do? The batting comes before T. Mm. Like, you know, okay, I got to push next one hour, mm. like next twenty minutes. Yeah. Let's take it uh, one uh, one step at a time. End of yeah. the day. Yeah. So it, I used to enjoy running. Anyways, I I love running, but uh, I don't give too much of so much of importance for fitness mm. because fit you got to be naturally fit to play in the level. Mm. So it's about how you can do it consistently. Mm. So you got to find a way to keep yourself occupied and happy as well. Mm. You cannot just go and do the same routine. It didn't work for me yeah. as a person. I, I like to try different things as, yeah. a, as, a, as a cricketer, yeah. Yeah. And before I move on to the mental skills side of things, you 
are, and I mean, <laughs> you're a brilliant bat, bat pad or in close fieldsman. Did you um, have to work hard on developing that skill? Because that is a that's a really um, specific skill that you that you have to develop. Because one, you there's a fear factor to it, but two, there's obviously a, a big skill involved as well. Because um, you know you're there ready to take an opportunity. Yeah. And the technical side of things to be in the right position was there one or two things that you that you really worked on from a technical side of things with the bat pad position to be able to just be in the right position to be able to react to the best of your ability. So again, I see, I, I watch a lot of uh, people doing that and learn from them, right? Mm. Like Ashim Amla used to do mm. a lot of short leg for South Africa, but he used to stand way far uh, behind the, you know, maybe the second wicket. Mm. Like that's, I don't know how many, um, that is too far for an Indian uh, short leg fielder. Yeah. So we go, we tend to have short leg fielders closer to the batsman. Mm. So I always felt difficult to, you know, um, because when you guys play, you guys have a long stride. And when it hits the bat, you need time to react. Mm. But for us, we thought the other way around, we used to stand closer to the batsman to intimidate. Mm. Right? So both ways, it's it, oh, you got to be ready. you got to practice, but you got to give yourself that extra time to mm. see what the batsman is doing. Yeah. So that's what I've learned over a period. And you got to do it over a period of time. As you said, it's it's tough when somebody sweeps so nice mm. and so perfect. You're going to get hit. you mm. got to be ready to get hit. Basically, mm. you got to tell your mind that, yeah, I'm going to get hit, but I'm going to stand there. I'm mm. going to prove that. I can take that hit and still be there alert. So, yeah, that's a skill, uh, as you said. The skill uh, you got to develop over a period of time. Yeah. So, was one part of the skill, like, making sure you kept really low? Yeah, yep. definitely. So, that's one definitely. part. Make sure you... Yeah. You save did, yourself by that way. Yeah. And then, did you have, like, a... Um, a safety technique as well. Did you did you work on like a, a rotation or like to try and get out of the way? Yeah, first I used to jump. Yeah, then okay. I used to rotate. Yeah, and okay. now I start, um, later on I started um, putting my head down straight yeah. up so okay. that um, if it hits my helmet, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, different techniques to different batsmen. Like, yeah. You know, it depends on the height. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So if it's a, it's a short guy batting, yeah. like if you if you race, he's going to, the ball's going to climb. Mm. When you're having Taller person batting, majority of time he's trying to hit it down. Mm. So yeah, you got to see what the batsman look like and how you're going to react. It's fascinating. Yeah, what if, thank you. You got to survive, <laughs> mate. One, yeah, one, that's right. That's one thing that I was fortunate enough to yeah. <laughs> to never really be in a bat, bat pad. The only time that I really was on yeah. the offside for a state cricket, I got smashed the nose. <laughs> I didn't have a helmet, so I broke my nose anyway. That was, my life. <laughs> that was probably the last time I've been in there. <laughs> yeah, um, <I> <laughs> Uh, Vijay, you know that I'm fascinated by um, the mental side of the game. Um, so from a mental skills point of view, were you always built a certain way or did you have to develop certain mental skills that you use to give yourself the best chance of having a great day? Yeah, so I personally started trusting that mind is going to help me, like the mental skills are going to help me in the crunch situation of the game, mm-hmm. right? So I completely believe that. And uh, uh, you go to, see, I do a lot of visualization. I, I try okay. to visualize before the game and see how it goes. And I used to, um, basically, I feel everything happens twice to me. Like okay. once I see it inside and then it happens mm-hmm. in reality. So my body, physical self goes there and enjoys that. Mm. So tapping, that's tapping a, your unconscious mind, I love it. Yeah, but mm. it doesn't happen every time. That's the, yeah. that's the fun of it. Like, yeah. you know, that makes me uh, dig deep into it. Why is it not happening every time? Mm. Like because I'm doing the exact same thing, but it's not happening every time. But mm. then I understood the feel coming from inside does matter to mm. visualization. Mm. It's not only about visualizing. Mm. It's about how you feel about that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a very vast topic and it works differently to everybody. Mm. So, yeah. And from a visualization point of view, what, 
was it in the the day before, like the say the test match starting? Was it the day before, or was it the morning of, or was it just before you went into bat? When, when was the time? So that you I, really I slowly build up. Like if I if I'm going to play Australia uh, uh, test match in three days time, I start doing it now, uh, so that I can um, I don't have to put so much pressure before the game. Yeah, like you know, slowly. Um, um, for example, if I'm going to a net session today in the afternoon, so I, I give 10-15 minutes time to see what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and try to apply it in the nets. So if I if I slowly build up on that, mm-hmm. and yes, of course, uh, day before the game I have proper time time off and I take time to visualize what I'm going to do the first 10-15 minutes. How is Mitchell Stark going to bowl? Mm-hmm. How is Cummins going to bowl? And how where am I going to play? Mm-hmm. So everything I I clearly see it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what which is powerful, you, I feel. Oh, it's incredibly powerful. But what made you move to visualization? Was it someone that you're like one of the player Indian players that you talked to? Like there had to be a moment where you realized, okay, I think this could really be beneficial because it's incredibly powerful. What for me, I feel um, before even playing for India, mm. when I was playing tennis ball cricket, still I, from that time I remember. I used to visualize, right? So I had this. I, people ask me, "How do you do that?" But it just comes naturally to me, yeah. because I, maybe you're a daydreamer, or maybe if you're mm-hmm. if you're just uh, lost in your own world, mm-hmm. you tend to have that sense of doing what you're going to do next. So yeah, um, I I just had it with me, I, I guess. So it Farah, was. It was that is absolutely amazing. Um, okay, from a mental perspective as a batsman, what did the best version of you look like? So as I told you, like you know, uh, I if I have that feel before beforehand, like you know, if I'm mm-hmm. going to play against England, Jimmy mm-hmm. Anderson and Broad, right? They're going to bowl at me in lots. Mm-hmm. So if I have that feel inside my gut, mm-hmm. like I'm going to play this way, mm-hmm. and I go inside and in the morning of the match, if I can do do the things absolutely in a calm manner, mm-hmm. I think I, I feel I'm set for any challenge. Yeah. Okay. So, so and, and what you talked about earlier as well is around that the combination of breath to stay calm. Yeah. Switching on, switching off. Yeah. But then, is like as so as the bowl is running in. Was there like an intensity? You're going. I've got to be sharp. Like, were you throwing anything, any words or anything in your mind to make sure you had that energy as a ball's bowl that you're going to react quickly, or you just you naturally it just it happened anyway. Yeah. That intensity. It happened anyway for me. As yeah. I told you before, the ball is being delivered. Yeah. So I take my time off. I calm myself. My calm myself. Mm. And tell clear instructions about what I'm going to do when I go into the stance. Because once mm. I get into the stance, from there it starts for me. Mm. So I don't want to think about too many things. Mm. I don't want to give any, uh, you know, affirmatives to my mind saying this is what I'm going to think. This is what is going to happen. I don't want to do that. So I, I don't want to cloud myself. So I just want to be open and um, see the uh, see the bowler and what he's up to and see the wrist positions, yeah. where he's going to release the ball. So mm. I used to focus on the wrist a lot. How is going to load up and how is he going to do that? That those are things which I used to visualize. Okay, so so as the bowl was about to release in your mind, you're you're really focused on the this, the wrist position and the yeah. release point. Yeah, release yeah. point was my yeah. key. Okay, and you knew when you were batting well that that's I could pick abs- the length or the you know yeah. swing or whatever is going to happen a mm. little more higher than what is going to come at me. Yeah, so okay. I had this extra bit of time. And when things weren't going exactly to plan, if you felt like your time, like your timing, or you just weren't picking up the ball like as well as you know you can, is that the thing that you just went back to? You go, just make sure that I'm fully focused on that wrist, on that wrist and that release point, because I know how important that is. It is for batting in general. Like the quicker you pick up the length and you pick up the line, yeah. that's the power of 
you're the best batsman, isn't it? Yeah, you get that uh, extra bit of time. But mm-hmm. when you don't do that, for me personally, I I was uh, doing the wrong decisions. Like no, mm-hmm. I was committing to a shot which I should not be. Mm-hmm. So I was getting out in those ways than having my wicket thrown away. Mm-hmm. I was doing a shot maybe because of lapse of concentration. Nobody talks about concentration, but mm-hmm. you know that um, people say there is technique to improve your concentration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for me, it's more of my uh, focus levels were like you no know, wavery yeah. than uh, my technique. Mm. So my mental aspect. That's why I say mind is more important for me is because to overcome that, only way possible is to go to forget that incident as soon as possible, or and then move on. So it is difficult, as you know, in the international, you're going to be alone in the room. You got to think over and over again what you have done. Mm. So it's very important to forget that and move on to the next innings. with absolute positive mindset. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, that, and you said that that's a that's a that's a skill that needs to be developed. <laughs> Isn't it? Like 100%. Um, people, people should forget. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the thing like yeah. for you to you have to be able to forget as quick as you can. Learn from it. Like what happened? What Feel can I for do it. better? Feel but, for it. but yeah. then you have yeah. to then have, you to, have to get on. over it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other choice, right? What if you keep keep on talking to people they're going to say, "Yeah, man, you should have done this, you should have done that." Yeah. And I'm like, "Man, nah, man, I know why I got out." Mm. You know, I know exactly why I got out. Yeah. So there's no point of going and asking people or uh, coaches or whatever. Yeah, they're there to help you, but deep inside you're in the um, you know in the space where you're alone, where nobody can come in. It's only you eating yourself from inside. Mm. So I think I didn't work well for me. So I thought I'll take life a little more easier, mm. so that I can perform better. And that's the it's the incredible thing of of doing what we do and what we've done. Right? Yeah. Is we're all, we're always. on display we're always like we're always out there it's not like um <laughs> yeah you have an off day yeah well, yeah and or you only you only bat you know once every yeah 3 months or something like that like it's like a test test series right say a four test series you potentially going to be there's going to be eight times where you're exposed yeah. and you maybe you potentially make mistakes yeah. so it's it is such a vital skill to be able to digest getting out as quick as you can but then forget about it Yes. and some like and that's a, that's a seriously powerful skill because yeah. some people and I've been um, yeah. I've been I've been good at not forgetting Same it because yeah. it's just yeah instead of just it rubs um, on you as well mm. like you know they're uh, what they are going through mm. so it's about energy right whatever when you play in the international level everybody senses what the other person is going to do mm. it is about winning those battles mm. than having good technique or good uh, confident approach that guy is super confident the bowler is going to be super confident So it is about how calm you are and how clear you are mentally. Mm. So if you have your baggages, like you know, if you have your previous innings in your mind, it will come. Yeah. Like you cannot say every time you can forget it and go. Sometimes mm. it stays with you longer. Yeah. But if you find the art of forgetting it, you can have a better life mm. because you won't be crucifying people next to you or your friends or your family. So that's more important as well. Mm. Like because as cricketers, we think about ourselves. I feel mm. like you know how how much we can perform, how much we we potentially can reach our potential. Yeah. So, but we miss out on the smaller aspects, like you no, know, which is big for me, like having a good relationship or a, you know, talking to people, like you know, with due respect. Mm. So yeah, I was finding it difficult when you are in a trance, like you know, performing and everything, and suddenly you go to a nightclub, somebody gives you a chirp, it gets <laughs> on to you, man. Yeah. So you know, better off when I accept it, like saying you fail, you fail. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Now that's a. It's incredibly powerful skill you talk yeah. about there, and it's one one of the most important skills 
as an especially as a well as a cricketer as an athlete when you're performing all the time you're on you're on show all the time yeah. and the quicker you forget about it learn from it, forget about it and get back to the present and what you need to do it's a super powerful skill you mentioned there about like <laughs> the public going out and people chirping it um, as you and I know all too well the media and the public <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. can the, especially the media can provide a lot of different challenges at times um, so from what you know now would you approach the media in a different way throughout your career? See, media is a powerful force mm-hmm. for a, um, for a cricketer. Definitely, yes. Um, there are times when um, they can actually lift your confidence, mm-hmm. and there are times where they've taken complete control over your performance. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a very uh, it's a, it's a double edged sword. I feel, and um, I think that you cannot deal with them. And uh, you, you got to be honest as a person. I feel whenever you speak to them, whenever I had a chat with a media person, I always been honest. It's up to them to take it up forward. So I, I, I told my stories. I don't have to say everything what happened in the dressing room, but I can always tell what is happening inside me, honestly. Mm. I had fights with the media people. I had good friends in the media. But end of the day, they make it or break it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't give too much importance nowadays. No, I just have good friends there. No, I only See, what I feel, the world should be like more of appreciation, <laughs> you know? And um, then criticizing a person because the person is going through a lot on his own. Mm. So if you keep adding to it, mm. and that's what they say, it's highest level of professionalism. I'm like, no, man. You know, like you're putting somebody down constantly when he's finding to search his uh, way through. So it is, it's not going to help anybody, right? So either you got to completely ignore it or you got to extraordinary mind skills to, you know, see that and take it as a positive way and transform into performance what you said there is around the media that it should be there as more appreciation yeah as not the real critical side of things yes of course if things aren't going to plan they can write like what's the the truth of it but it doesn't have to be critical it can just yeah. be like yeah this guy's not performing that well at the moment but not like beat it up to be the biggest thing yeah, tell like, something about the technique or like the talk vac- about what exactly happened in that but yeah it's crazy how people can you know judge from outside yeah absolutely and and majority of the time well, you know, even like some of the retired retired cricketers who've been in the cauldron as well yeah. of Test cricket or international cricket, you know, they can become hypercritical as well. But that's the thing about life. Life in general is why why do we become so, and why are people so hypercritical? Because as you said, like in the end, it's the individual like doing their absolute best, pushing best, the yeah. limits to what information they've got, what knowledge they've got, what people have got they've got around them to yeah. get the best out of themselves. It's not like they're there just, you know, taking, um, you know, taking the Mickey out of the opportunities they're getting. They're trying to push the limits, like they have since they're a young kid. Yeah, right. And um, absolutely, just, what so I agree to it. Yeah. And uh, I also feel when you're playing professional cricket, right? It's already um, there is less fun as a human being. Mm. You're you're putting yourself in a place where you're completely sacrificing whatever you have to do as a person mm. and coming and dedicating yourself for one purpose that is to win this tournament or you know perform well for the team and contribute for the team mm. so you're already doing something which is um, which is not your cup of tea mm. you're just adjusting to it saying that this is my passion for next five months mm. right you're into it completely and in this if people are going to you know target you and you know put you down it's very difficult sport and the way it is going in the future I feel mm. With the media. I, ha- I was lucky that way because I had good friends, as I told you. Mm. But now the media people are going um, too too far into their personal lives. Mm. 
no how it is it's, it's not going to be healthy for the future yeah, yeah I, i agree it's it's um it's pretty frightening to think what yeah, yeah how deep people are going to go whether it's the, the so actual many open the, forums, the media yeah. but also the the social media and world that, that's out there so you talked about there about um that your way of dealing with it was not reading it yeah. at times as well is that was that your technique to try and just you know not not get attached to anything that might have been yeah might have been out there at the time i said well, i'm lucky that way because as a person i don't know uh, i don't stick to one thing mm. i try to do different things in my life i try mm. to move on mm. like for example if i tour australia if i'm not performing but i don't want to miss out on what's around me mm. right so i want to go and visit places i want to see what's happening i want to meet different people mm. so invariably i'm in a um you know i don't know what's happening around me but i'm in a calmer state to when i come to bat next time mm. i'm much more focused on what i got to do because I had my time off now i know i got to come in and perform yeah so once i start doing this things which made me realize as a person what i'm going through is something else which is not only me it is because of my family is getting affected it, mm. my parents are getting affected which i can't be telling them right mm. like you know don't see the media or don't see the paper so that's the power of media and they should realize it also like you know you don't have to be so much uh into a person and put them down yeah i agree the, the thing that i'm actually scared about is um is the media getting going so hard at a, an individual yeah it affects the family that definitely. that it, that it actually means that a cricketer might actually can like strongly consider taking their life yeah because it's just so relentless for so long i'm actually worried that that might happen one day yeah right because because the media can get so personal so critical and and it is and it's relentless and that's a one thing that um the media do have to be very aware of because they're in control of you know what they what they put out put out there and how deep and critical and personal they they do and can get yeah um and they do have to be aware that's a it is a human being and they do have feelings even though um, yeah we are we are professional athletes we get paid you know incredibly well and we're doing what well, what we loved when we first started like out you know then as you said around like once you become professional cricketer then that real joy and fun starts to get questioned all the time because the there's time, a lot yeah. of different pressures and everything that's on there but um that's a that's a thing that I do I do worry about at times just how hypercritical the media can be and yeah. what's it going to take what's it going to take you know for to, for them to actually pull back a little bit um uh, i feel they should have uh what to say have a direct conversation with a cricketer mm. and get the things out of him rather than they writing it up yeah. see how you're going not only by performing why you're not performing ask mm. yeah. so that cricketer is going to open up and say mm. anybody mm. why am i not doing i'm not maybe prepared well i'm not um, in the right mindset mm. or i'm not in so then you follow it up with your beautiful skills yeah. than uh, you quoting which when uh, when a person is confident as 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 we spoke when he's trying to overcome that and get into form or get into you know positive frame of mind when when uh, when you tarnish him like around 3 oh, 4 days and this whole whole friend circle everybody you cannot control everybody quote mm. somebody or the other is going to give you a message or somebody is going to say oh, this is what they wrote in the media mm. and this is what so you cannot close your ears all yeah. the time no matter what you try to shout it out you always yeah, find it out it is going to come at you at some point of time <laughs> yeah and and uh, see at the end of the day we are all human beings we mm. all we can only try our mm. level best we cannot do anything more anything less we can only honestly give a 100% commitment to the work in hand yeah right If you can do that, and if you still fail, I'll take it up, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly right. That's all. We, that's all we can do in life. Yeah, is exactly give give your absolute best. And if you feel you've given it all, then I don't have to answer to anybody. That's exactly but right. but I'm talking about the future. Yeah, like you know, from five years from now, mm. 
is going to be different because everybody are like you know having a say now everybody has a gadget mm. everybody can click some buttons and it yeah. goes straight up and it it is affecting people i can see I when mean, i'm talking to the youngsters mm. when i'm seeing 20 years 23 year olds getting into stress mm. i said that age is not be stressed up that age is to be going outside mm. and explore the whole world So now people are in the early age getting into mental problems. I can sense because of I'm not saying everybody are so strong mentally, but you got to be even the strongest person I've seen him you know come into his knees. So yeah, we are all end of the day human beings. Yeah. We got to give us self respect and appreciation more. So for these youngsters coming through right now, what advice would you give them to be able to deal especially with the social media? Um, because that's that's going to be continue to grow in a big way. What advice would you give them because it's if you if you get really heavily involved wow we there's a there's a lot well yeah there's two you ways might, when you, you do well yeah it, you're going to be like superman but when you're not doing well wow you're going to be digging pretty low yeah i've thought about it i've thought over it um, i honestly feel um, you cannot learn anything out of it mm. as a person you might have your um, you can have your time pass there you can pass your time that's fine but how long um age if 40 or 20 it's not going to make a huge difference unless you act in a manner where you got to improve as a person you got to you got to actually build on that qualities uh, i feel people should go outside talk to humans connect with humans <laughs> you know have good food have good time outside it's nice world outside than sitting in the room and you know just sw- uh, swiping this side and mm. it's not going to help them at all you, may, you might get informative you might get a, uh, you might get, um, you know upgrade yourself as a person you can know a lot of things which other people don't know but end of the day you're missing out on finer aspects of life mm. that is time yeah right you know time well spent uh, is going to help you at some point as a better person mm. when you when you're going to use this gadget and sit in the corner yeah it's going to haunt you man so please please try to be more real Yeah. uh connect to human beings there are a lot of good people around so go and spread love so so many things you can do as a person mm. you can pick up a sport you can do a lot of other things than S- sitting with a phone yeah so be- beautifully said uh, because that's the thing nowadays with your with your device that you know your phone or whatever's there that's on on hand you know, the y- youngsters now and yeah that's a thing that I worry about yeah you know, my kids as well um growing up yeah. is that out of being a human being is a social connections yeah that you develop and the social skills that you developed you develop by interacting with human beings so many different people so many different absolutely. cultures absolutely yeah. and and knowing ways and developing those skills of how yeah. to be able to connect with a lot of different types of people yeah. different personality types but when it's only on a device that skill set is reduced like it's hardly it's <laughs> you're hardly working on that at all and that's what you said there is absolutely right take away like the impact of social media on you know the mindset side of things but it's actually the skills the human being yes. skills of the social how much connection. you can give to others like you know it's not only about you being informative mm. like you might you might make somebody laugh you might make somebody smile mm. so that's more uh, valuable for me mm. than sitting and uh, checking my instagram or uh, twitter mm. right so i'm i might be informative again that's good in a way if you are a person who is going to take that uh, line if you're not a person like more 20 22 year old kids should be outdoors for me in my in my view like right we all had that beautiful neighborhood where we can go outside play for hours come back and and we are taking we are part of it as well we are as, i have three kids now so i see my kids uh, on the phone i feel i don't know i couldn't find a way to convince them right so it is because we are part of it 
we somehow we are, we also got to educate them like saying i got to set an example and that's why i sold uh, that's why i spoke about it as a person is very important than what an athlete is mm. because it is your own uh, passion which is mm. taking but without your knowledge your family is getting affected family is thinking for you like you know one social media comment uh, or maybe a uh, you know somebody is going after you so it gets into a, my mother's ears so mm. she's going to be affected come what me maybe she might say no i've not seen it but it's affecting her mm. and through her i get affected mm. so it, it 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 comes into your personal space that's what the worry is yeah and it's and there's a couple of examples even during this ipo um and i won't name the person exactly but um you know this guy was like you know i started i do read social media in the comments and i'm like it was like for a while it was motivating I'm like yeah i'm going to show you some like if he didn't know this guy didn't have there's a game where it, he didn't have a great game, which that happens all, like regularly yeah, yeah, <laughs> as a cricketer, yeah, yeah. right? Especially in the T20 format. And he was like, no, nah, I'll read it and it's fine. I'll, like, I'll use it as motivation. Yeah. But then he goes, at some stage, he goes, when I had a weak moment, that's when it actually really got to me. Even though for a long period, for quite a while, I was like, nah, it's motivating me. It's great. But then when you become just a vulnerable for that little moment, which is always going to happen, there's going to be a time when you do become vulnerable, then it really hits you really hard. Yeah, and that's the awareness around that. Even though you think by reading it and engaging with, especially the negative side of things, that and I'll be right. It it's going to toughen you. me up, but yeah. you're going to be vulnerable at some stage, hundred percent. And then it's going to dig like so much deeper. And the impact you're going to cause your close ones yeah. are going to be even more worse. Yeah. So yeah. that's the whole uh, logic of us be talking about social media. Mm. Media is powerful. Yeah, we all agree. We all gone through that, mm. but now it is to a level where. should be controlled by yeah. somehow i don't know how mm. but people because i'm not in the media i'm not mm. um, you know i just watch here and there to get my past time yeah. but i have majority of my time working with people like you know i tend to go outside talk to people so i made mm. myself that way so i'm happy in that way mm. but when i see my next generation coming up mm. all the time on the social media it's going to affect them definitely yeah, yeah. and yeah And that's the thing we social media and the media of course it's such a it's a powerful it's a powerful tool. Yeah. And of course we just have to be we just have to be really conscious of how to use it and make it work for work for us and work for everyone but then not get caught up in especially the downside because that's a it can spiral out of control. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, this is going to move on to um other aspects away from cricket. Um and I believe this is This is one of the most important life skills that most of us don't get much education on um throughout our lives. Um uh, but but managing and investing our money that we earn as well as we possibly can is so integral to make the most of what we've got. So looking back from where you are now with what you've earned throughout your career, um would you have done things differently from an investment and a or like a wealth generation point of view? Uh yes and no. um because to be honest money wasn't my uh interest at all right i wanted to work on something which i really loved to do mm. and luckily i got into cricket mm. and through cricket i'm getting my lifestyle right so i not plan myself this way so i got to learn through my journey mm. like how to invest money or how to you know oh, i trusted my dad my dad helped me a lot okay so he was very good with that So yeah he 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 did a good job for me. Okay. So um trust is again a key factor with money. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I feel even though I can I don't know what's in my bank balance even now, mm. but um but I trust my people. Mm. Like you know, they're going to do a good job. Because I don't want to never think about money or I'm trust me. I'm I'm a person like that. Mm. 
just from my childhood, I realized that it's about what you want to do. The byproduct is money. Yeah. If you can do that thing, what you want to do, you will definitely end up having a million dollar box in your bank balance. Mm-hmm. Definitely, there's no 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 two ways to it. And the world going so fast, mm-hmm. you will earn more. Mm-hmm. Right, the opportunities are more. Yeah. So with your with your dad, because that's a thing. That's a very fortunate thing that yeah. you're able to have family yeah. who know how to invest money because to be able to find someone that you trust, the word trust, yeah. especially when it comes to money, money, yeah, is very difficult because <laughs> there's a lot it's, of people who see opportunity. Impossible, I mean. yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people who see an opportunity and they run with it, and yeah. before you know it, they've gone down the wrong path. But so from your what your dad invested in, what was it? Was there like was it property? Was yeah, it residential? a lot of property in or, or rentals. Okay, so that, that's what I was talking to him this COVID nineteen the break. Okay. So yeah. I was saying, where am I standing? Am I good? Like, what's happening? And yeah. he's like, nah, nah, man, you're good. And so I like, wow, that's good, good news. Brilliant. Okay, so it's so, pre- predominantly residential, residential so- and uh, commercial. Huh. So these are the basics. Which when when I started getting the big money, yeah. so I start my dad started doing this. So and then some properties, um, some shares. So yeah, really, yeah. Is was your dad like? Like heavily educated? No, nah, he went uh, for professionals, I guess. So he handled with professionals oh, right, and he okay. played with the money. Yeah. So, yeah. But it is very important in the future because oh. the, the, the amount of money we get now mm. is getting into a, um, a 23-year-old kid is getting around 2 million bucks. Mm. So he he's already rich, man. Like you yeah. can, can call it off, say, I don't want to play cricket. Mm. It's a fair play for him from his side because he can play, I say, I'll only play 20-20 cricket. Mm. Yeah. So that's the future, I feel. Mm. But as you said, um, there should be uh, trustworthy people handling those kids not to go away from cricket. Yeah. Someone manage that money and tell them that after 10, 15 years, you can you dedicate yourself for cricket, play cricket, and later on we can see you'll be sitting in a nice place. Yeah, that, look, that, <laughs> it's very for, like that. Uh, that's very fortunate that your that your dad was. You know, I'm so, lucky one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was so um, in tuned with what was what needed Happening, to happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, because to be able to not have someone come come in and give you the wrong advice because now, yeah, as you said, with these young guys who you know potential to earn a, a lot of money now, there's a lot of people who are out there. Yeah, trying to get a piece of it in some way. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? So um, and. A, well, not a lot of the time, but sometimes with the wrong intentions. You um, never know mm. um, where it can take anybody with money. Mm. So better off to not to think too much about it and concentrate on what you want to do. Mm. So invariably you end up getting those piece of paper, yeah. but uh, you should have trustworthy people to manage it. Mm. So how do you find is your, you know, it's a thing. I never thought about money about yeah. in my life. Yeah. I never thought, okay, fine, I want to earn this much. Mm. I, I want to do something which I really love to mm. do. Yeah. That's all I was thinking about yeah. as a teenager or um, as in my early 20s. Mm. And that took care of my um, journey, I feel. Mm. And even now I feel the same. Mm. It's amazing how if you do something that you love, yeah. like absolutely love, and you put all of your en- energy, energy yeah. you've got and you sacrifice whatever you need to have, whatever you need to, to be able to, Give it the best chance. How then things without without even thinking about? It. Of course, you know. I know. I mean, like from my point of view, I know I was, I'm incredibly lucky to have come through at a time in world cricket, and that's thanks to Indian cricket yeah. for providing such well TV rights and everything that just made world cricket financially just boom. And then obviously the IPL coming in at a time like halfway through my career that um, that came through as well. But it's just, I suppose you 
when you're in it for the right reasons in a way that you're just trying to get the best out of yourself and you're not focused on on the money and that's the, like the other thing that really that drives you it's amazing how things can just open up and it doesn't always happen but it's a nice it's nice if you if you believe in your talent mm. and you're talented like watson you can make millions <laughs> <laughs> i've been very fortunate to come through at the right time there's, yeah there's no exactly even i'm lucky that way because yeah. I, you could you could actually understand both side of the world mm. Uh, with your cricketers, past cricketers, yeah, uh, who were legends of the game and who inspired me as a youngster. Mm. And I'm in the stage now where I can tell the young, uh, youngsters talking about money and uh, mindset. Because when when I played cricket, they will. What that's the that's the beauty of cricket, right? Mm. There's so many people who played before us who inspired us so much, mm. and we just basically serving the sport. I feel mm. in our best way possible and hang the, um, give the baton to the next person. Mm. It's it's unbelievable how the chain works as a cricketing family. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful perspective, mate. Absolutely. One thing that I've realised is that life is all about how we how well you bounce back from the setbacks that life always throws at you. <laughs> and I know you've had your fair share um, with that too. So, do you have a mantra or a saying in your life that helps you bounce back quicker from the challenge that life always throws your way? It's a good one. What so. So I have this uh, weird thing, right? So when I, whenever I'm high, most of the times I was high on life, mm. right? When I see everything is possible, everything can be achievable. Mm. But I never uh, saw the downside of life much because I don't want to dwell too much on what's what didn't go my way or what didn't happen. I yes, I do address it. Mm. But both the occasions I used to say, I've been both sides of it. Mm. So I say there's more to life. To myself, there's absolutely more to life mm. uh, because I've gone through it. and i've done well mm. i've not gone through it even in my low i've mm. still done well mm. to come out of it so there's absolutely more to life if you are a little more open minded and if you think uh, out of our comfort zone there is so many things to do and give to this world beautiful mm. world yeah so yeah i feel um, life is everything so we got to be blessed and there is absolutely more to life mm. it's a, it's an amazing perspective to be able to have um because when you sort of pull yourself out of um just you know being in your own you know, in your own space yeah, in, your, bubble. Um, in your own bubble absolutely to be yeah. able to pull it back and go there is you know more to life there's more to just my little world yeah, exactly. it's more to giving back to like yeah you know, yeah you know, the, the whole world as much as you possibly can do you know what i mean that's a, that's, that's what we all go to try at some point yeah, yeah connect to different ends mm. Yeah, exactly. Because it it means that you might you, help somebody that's right. along the way, or they might help you along the way. So it, like so many good things can happen. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no, there's absolutely. I don't have second doubt in it. There's mm. absolutely more to life. Yeah. And you move away from that real selfish. Exactly. Being to selfless. Think about your own self and what I got to do. You just go out of it and say mm. what I can do. Yeah. What I can do to people. Mm. So yeah, it's a nice feeling. It's a beautiful perspective, yeah. Because there's always going to be, there's always, thank you, man. <laughs> there's always going to be setbacks and you know, yeah. challenges that life throws at you. That's that's the reality of life, isn't yeah. it? But it's how to be able to pull yourself back and go, yeah, you know, there's more to life. To be able to, you know, yep, yeah, it's not it's not ideal what's happened. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to be able to, you know, work my way up to be able to try and have as much impact as I can. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, brilliant. <laughs> Love it, mate. Um, Cheers, Wado. <laughs> good to talk to you, Wado. Actually, good to know you as a person. Yeah, <laughs> me too, mate. It's yeah. been it's been awesome. Um, you've met and been around a lot of incredibly successful people. Is there one or two people who have inspired you the most, and why? Uh, for me, it was Sachin Tendulkar. Um, he's a man who, when I was a kid, everybody would have looked up to him. Mm-hmm. But um, I had this. 
huge honor to share the dressing room with him and see him in like you know close to me um really inspired by him and as a person more than as a cricketer cricket everybody knows he's a legend and he's a master of his own mm. um skill levels um but as a person is fantastic human being and he's inspired me for life <laughs> so i'm a sachin fan yeah yeah who isn't but to be able to actually yeah meet with him play, to be able exactly. to play with him and get to know him personally and yeah. actually what really like what and ask him the right um, him. you know get into his brains and ask yeah. him the questions as as we spoke i couldn't ask him the right questions man yeah. like i was just there i was just there but i couldn't you know frame a good question for him yeah. because he could answer anything for me right but still i was there as a uh, what to say a uh, disciple kind of mm. thing like i'm seeing god there but mm. i couldn't speak to him it's there he's just there yeah sachin was like that to me It's what you said there is so it's absolutely it's so true. So sometimes you just don't know what what question to ask when yeah. you get the information that you need. Yeah. Or, or that you that you're looking for or that can help you in some way. And that's a thing like by doing this podcast lessons learned absolutely. with the greats. It's allowed me to realize the right questions to ask ask to be able to get the information that I've always wanted to know. Yeah. And I wish We had this I wish the, I had the, I wish I had this question these questions to ask when I was starting out. So like Ricky Ponting who I've been so fortunate to be able to Absolutely, have on this yeah. episode, um have on this podcast but wow. then um but I played so much cricket with him. Like he was my idol growing up and then to be able to play with him and him captain me for um a long period of my career. But even from mental skills especially like technical we talked about a, a crazy amount but the mental skills I just didn't know which questions asked to be able to actually pull out why he did things and when he did it and it wasn't until this the podcast when I interviewed him a couple like a month or so ago wow that's amazing where I, I'm like god I wish I knew that I wish I knew the right questions to ask what's yeah. happening in your mind as a bowler's running and what were your techniques but I just I, I didn't know the right questions so I couldn't get that information out I just said I absolutely feel you <laughs> those people are there because yeah, they, still they there, yeah. everything because yeah. they've been through it all and yeah. they've, they've mastered it yeah but unless you really know the questions to ask to be able to pull that out that's the power isn't it absolute absolutely <laughs> brilliant okay final question yes so i don't want to finish it actually i'm in the rhythm now <laughs> so it's this is amazing mate it's yeah. been so beautiful to be able to talk to you thank you what um your insights are just come from the heart and that's a beautiful thing about you now to be able to get to oh to that's that i enjoy that one yeah, yeah thank you brother come from the heart and that's um yeah that's a really special trait cuz some people put up a sort of a barrier so they don't really get to be able to see inside them but um certainly have with you mate um okay i you know <laughs> i love reading and learning um okay. as much as i know you do as well okay. so um can you give me a couple of books that you've read that have had a massive impact on you so i got a, again a long story short yeah i'm uh, away from books but um uh, to improve english right to improve the language okay so i i started um getting my elders saying you got to read papers you got to read books you got to read something to you know speak better so but i didn't enjoy much because i could relate to every incident in others life mm. like you know i put it on mine so i didn't want to you know cut up my life journey yeah. with somebody else's yeah. let it be mine uh but i i did read couple of books one is pursuit of excellence from pursuit of excellence yeah, yeah terry olick Yeah, I used to carry that book all along. I'm still not finished it. Okay. But I I felt so connected with that book because there's so many athletes have given their insights about how they beat their odds and 
won the championship or gold medal different different genre mm. so that book was very special yeah uh, i used to go back and forth in that whenever i'm down or whenever mm. i'm high just pick oh, what's happening mm. i had this weird habit of not reading the book from the front page yeah i used to just open the book from anywhere and start continuing right <sighs> so i used to do that my my intention is to improve my english is that right yeah cuz you speak Really English. Yeah. No, when I when I started, I when I was coming yeah. from my hometown Chennai. Yeah. yeah. So I I knew Tamil mm-hmm. and that's it. Is that right? When did you when did you get into learning English? How old were you? So yeah, when I was yeah, that's again a short long story short. I studied in a good school okay. which uh, educated me with the basic of English okay. and then I went to eight different schools. So completely yeah. off English and then only spoke my mother tongue Tamil uh-huh. to survive and then when I was about to play cricket I was half and half. You understand wow. what I'm saying? So yeah. I could pick up English while yeah. talking to people than seeing the books. I was never a book person. Okay. Uh but I do. Yeah, now I think I got to know the choice. Yeah. Go to read books and um, if the bubble's going to be like this throughout, so you got to get <laughs> a few books and now bags, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You got to make the most of your downtime. Most of it, yeah, most here. of it, yeah. Um but what you said there, that's a beauty of the thing that I love about books is um even without being able to actually you know sit down and talk to someone or you know get insight get their knowledge you know book like the pursuit of excellence yeah you know to be able to Mine read other people's journeys journey, to be able yeah. to whether things aren't going that well or when things are to be able to sort of bring you back to the to the level that's a beauty of like the yeah. the things that are out there power of books the information that's out there absolutely and it was in the 90s this guy has written it in the mm. 90s unbelievable mm. and it came to my hand when i was 2010 yeah so the 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 content inside it is so real mm. and um, it it just moves you as a person so mm. i like books like that yeah. but i'm not i'm not a book person basically yeah. but this one book i used to carry everywhere mm. the power that it has yeah yeah <laughs> it's awesome veej this has been really special to have had you on this episode of lessons learned with the greats uh, you've achieved so many incredible things on the cricket field so far and now we've all been so fortunate to hear the insights into what made you achieve this with so much effortless beauty and grace. I'm so grateful for you giving me the time to share all of these amazing insights with us and we are all that much richer for digging deeper into the mind of one of the greats of world cricket. Thanks, Thank mate. you so much Wado, absolute pleasure. And uh, I wish you only luck for your future endeavors. I'm pretty sure you're going to inspire everybody again. and i'm looking forward to that for more episodes of lessons learned with the greats head to t20stars.com/podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the show on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts